great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Monday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We have a lot to get to this hour. And I'll be frank with you. It's doom and gloom in terms of what's going on in our area in New York City. It's doom and gloom. But, folks, download the 77 WABC app. And coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. If you don't have law and order, if you don't have law and order, this is what happens. That's the premise of the show this morning. I did not even know what a flash mob happened to be until Los Angeles. A flash mob. A flash mob turns scary as more than a few dozen people are seen ransacking a 7-Eleven store in a wild attack caught on camera. I mentioned this on Friday. I could not believe what I was looking at, but my eyes were not deceiving me. It was factual. It was true. It is disgusting. The incident started. Folks, I really want you to listen to this. This flash mob, the incident started with a street takeover. That's what these animals are doing these days. Because the progressive kumbaya elected officials and district attorneys, a street takeover. I hope you're listening carefully to what I am saying. So in this street takeover, vehicles blocked an intersection on Los Angeles, uh, the south south side of Los Angeles. And in these flash mob attacks, we're going to let you hear a little bit of the uh, Nat sound in just a second. The mob, it's an entire mob. And all I could see on the video happened to be African-American and Latino people, male and female. They rush into the 7-Eleven store, and they all think it's funny. And they loot it. And it's all caught on video. These rocket scientists already have the LAPD looking for them. And so they steal lottery tickets, anything, everything of value. And so before police could respond to this, the street was unblocked and the looters fled the scene. Police in Los Angeles are vowing a crackdown 
are declaring they want this to stop from becoming a new trend. Again, I had never really even heard of a flash mob where they think they can show up and take over a street, a freeway, or any part of the city. This is what happens with progressive politicians. And so what they're going to start doing in Los Angeles now, the police will now be impounding vehicles for up to 30 days of people who take part in such takeovers. So imagine you're the clerk, hourly wage, late at night, you're working, and in comes this mob of a few few dozen people, and they are destructive, and they're destroying, and they're stealing, and they're doing anything they feel like doing, and all you can do is just get out of the way as they throw items at you, and this is what it sounded like. what it sounded like they thought it was funny they thought it was funny this few dozen uh uh uh, looters flash mob they thought it was funny and the district attorney there in los angeles you know he's already come under attack george gascon he um is looking to he's announced plans to soften the state's three strikes law which mandates harsher penalties for repeat Offenders, if you don't have law and order, this is what happens. The next step, and you already know, police are viciously attacked and police are killed. I could not believe this one. We are about to let you listen to what two officers had to endure working together as partners in Brooklyn, an African-American officer and a Latino female officer. They were called everything but a child of God. The N-word must have been used about 25, 30 times. The female was called every, the officer was called every degrading comment you could think of. And this is all captured and posted to Twitter, which shows one man's racist, sexist tirade, against the two Brooklyn officers. The union that reposted this, and this is how I found out about it, the union said uh, with this posting, why in the world would anyone still want to be a cop? We are taking your telephone calls this morning, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So what you're about to hear, and I do need to set this up, all the bleeps that you're about to hear is when the male cop was called an N-word or the female Latino officer was called some degrading comment. And this was all over the fact that they wrote a ticket to a man who was on a sidewalk with a, um e-bike. In Williamsburg, and this happened uh, Wednesday of uh, last week, about 10.30 uh, p.m. 
These officers are part of the neighborhood coordination team, and they stopped the man in front of 160 Manhattan Avenue uh, for operating an electric bicycle on the sidewalk. Now, as we all know, this is what the city is cracking down on. Now, we are about to start your telephone calls on this Monday morning, but I just want you to take a minute and listen to what police officers have to endure. Please, just take a minute, listen to this, and then we will start with your telephone calls. Peace, 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 keep it going, keep it pushing. No, he need another paperwork. Where's the paperwork? Why would you give me this? Yeah, give me the copy of the other paperwork. Don't play, we're not stupid. That's all you get. No, you don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. All right, so let's get it right now. So let's go right now. Back the f- away from me, bro. Back the f- away from me, bro. You're getting close to my circle, bro. You f- lame ass little f- 20-year-old bitch. You ain't nobody, my n- Shut the f- up. Shut up. You ain't got nobody to summon nobody. You a f- lame, my n- You got nothing better to do, bro. Ain't nobody harassing you. Ain't nobody threatening you. You feel relax. threatened? That's your problem, because you're a bitch. Relax. You're a relax. bitch. Relax, relax. Um, for the fact is that you're giving me a... Uh, you giving me a... What? What is the on the sidewalk. On the when his battery died? When he's coming out of work? Walking it. Riding it, walking it. Riding it, walking it. No, no, you lame, son. Y'all both is lame-ass bitches, man. Go suck his... Go suck this black bitch-ass... You fake-ass Puerto Rican bitch. the f*** out of here, man. Shut the f*** up. I don't know who she is, she a bitch too, lame Dominican, whatever the f*** she is. Your f- hit. Keep it going, bitch. Keep it going. Keep it going. You got nothing better to do, man. You ain't a man, son. Take your sh- take your f- vest off and throw your back to the side, man. And square off with a real. You ain't real, man. He's a f- lame. Take that card, Nick. Take this license plate right here. Four three four two. Four three four two. A um, a day of being a New York City police officer. So when I used to get these crazy calls from Harlem, well, you know, you, you, you're focusing on crime, Dominic, and why are you not talking about other things that other people do? Well, because you have emboldened these animals so much This is what is happening to police officers. And to these two officers' credit, they were calm. They did not change their demeanor. They issued the ticket, and they left and continued on patrol. Now, imagine if you had to endure that from some lowlife that's not even qualified to say hello to you But, you know, you're a police officer, you serve the public, and because you did your job and gave this man a ticket for an e-scooter, that warranted that type of behavior. That's why we wanted you to hear it. Let's start with the telephone calls. Dominic Carter here with you on this Monday morning here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Yonkers and say good morning to Al. What's on your mind, Al? Yeah, hello, Dominic. You know, I think the American, uh, the American citizens, the silent majority, have had it with the crime in this country. 
And that's why I think uh, they know that uh, law and order has to be restored. And I think that's why in the midterms the Republicans will take over the House and the Senate and set the, set the stage down the road for uh, President Trump's return. Uh, do you agree? Uh, I'm not. I think that President Trump has a uh, a good chance, and I think that the uh, that the FBI, with their botched, if you will, raid of his Florida home, made him that much more of a a candidate of strength. Um, but I'm not exactly sure what what's going to happen in the presidential race. That's a matter of timing. Trump yeah. is strong. Biden is weak. I mean, let's let's not. I I, I hate to put it that way. I, I don't want to refer to the president of the United States that way, but, but Al, it, it is what it is. And yes. for the sake of the country, for the sake of the country, for the sake of the country, I said it three times now, the Republicans must take back the House and, and possibly the Senate, and, 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 and we'll, we'll see what happens. But the reason being, it, if this doesn't stop, Yes, Some too. very Probably. bad things are going to happen. You yes. have these animals on the street that think that they can say and do anything they want, and maybe they they can, to a New York City police officer, to a police officer in Los Angeles. A flash mob. When I, I saw this on Friday out on Twitter, I couldn't yes. believe what I was looking at. Outrage. And, and I, I, I did not want to address it on the air because half the videos that I see, I get embarrassed as a man of color because all I saw on this video were a bunch of African-American males and females, Latino females and males, acting a complete fool in this uh, 7-Eleven. And I'm tired of looking at it. And this is why... District attorneys are are our hammer, if you will, in society. They keep these elements in check. And and everybody within the sound of my voice knows what I'm talking about. Thank you for the call, Al. And and you know, I'm glad that Al you brought that up because there is a point that I want to make about the game that's being played by district attorneys, and it's a vicious cycle that can prove to be deadly. So what district attorneys care about, and and here's the truth, folks. What they care about is what they can say online in their ads about their conviction rate. rate. District attorney blah, blah, blah has a 97% conviction rate. That means, looking at it, that this district attorney won 97% of their cases. What they're not telling you is a majority of those cases were settled out of court, number one. But what's going on now, and this happened in the Bronx recently, just recently, and this is why I'm giving Governor Hochul credit this morning for her overruling the court system and having this this man locked up in the Bronx. The good news is the man that he attacked with that sucker punch is apparently uh, uh, off of the ventilator and is doing better, but, but it's a hour-by-hour situation, Hoku had that man locked up uh, because he was on lifetime parole, and and then this happens. And so, but the dirty secret with district attorneys is this, folks. They would rather undercharge than overcharge. Why? 
if you undercharge, remember what I said about their conviction rate. If you undercharge, you have a much better chance at a conviction and at success than if you overcharge. If you overcharge or go over the bar- the uh, the line, the barrier, if you will, you've got to work for that conviction. That conviction is not guaranteed. And so that means if the conviction is not guaranteed, that district attorney is at risk because their conviction rate will go down. And it's almost like a... Um, it's almost like a uh, a pro baseball player who never wants to see his batting average go down or a softball player who never wants to see her batting average go down because that's a sign of weakness. That's a sign that you're not doing as good. And then all the negative media starts. It's the same thing for a district attorney. But here's the problem. With the new bail system that we have, when you undercharge and go down like we saw in that incident, that happened outside that restaurant where the uh, man put on the gloves and and hit the uh, and hit the man. In that type of situation, when you undercharge and you don't charge him with attempted murder, now he's released and freed on bail. But Hochul, whether you like her or not, the governor, she deserves credit because she said in this one case, enough is enough. Go lock him up, and that's what happened. Let's go to Dave in L.A. Good morning, Dave. You are on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, Dominic. Uh, you saw the video of the 7-Eleven being overtaken by that mob. Now, the police can come out and say that they're not going to tolerate it, but they're going to have to. They can't do anything. Do you think any cops are going to walk into that packed situation? What are they going to do? They're going to end up getting their ass kicked. And they say, oh, we're going to impound cars. You saw those crowds. What, are you going to maybe get one car and a tow truck? This is out of control. And the bottom line is 7-Elevens and Starbucks even, they're closing throughout L.A. What's going to happen, the communities are going to have all these stores closing down because they're not safe anymore. And ever since the Black Lives Matter riots of 2020, things have gotten a lot worse. What do you think, Dominic? Do you think there's anything they can do? You saw that mob. Cops can't walk into that. Not not only that, Dave, if an officer was in that type of situation, the officer is p- forced to pull their service revolver because there were simply too many people. It looked like a wolf pack. There were too many right. people in the store. And once the officer pulls the revolver, anything can happen. And then what if the officer is forced to fire? Then we hear that the officer fired and it fired and it wasn't necessary and the sob story that goes along with that. Folks, I've been saying it for months. Why do you think I keep focusing on this? Dave, I thank you for the call and the comment. Something has to give. Something that we cannot continue. <laughs> See, I wish I could say. What I really, but I, but I can't, I can't, I have to be honest with you folks, but there are certain people that you can't cut them a break because when you cut them a break, this is what happens. Let's go to Shyla in uh, on Long Island. Good morning. You are on talk radio 77 WABC. Hi, Shyla. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You know, I want to echo the, what the first caller said, that he believes that Republicans are going to take over 
you know, God willing, in the midterm elections. I, I think over here in New York State also, despite what the polls say, I really believe that Lee Zeldin has a big shot of winning, you know, because of all this crime and people being released on bail reform again and again. We see people being released after 100 times. You know, it's insanity. The DA you are correct. is not prosecuting these criminals. I really, really hope. My question to you basically, Dominic, is how could you live in New York State? Forget about what, what you stand on, if you're Republican or Democrat or moderate. How could you be a New Yorker and vote for Governor Hochul, despite she did a good thing today in the Bronx, I agree. But in general, with what's going on with the legislator, how could you not vote Republican? I mean, how could you vote for people getting released from jail, taxes soaring high, crime on, 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 that you haven't seen in ages, graffiti, and all? What's going? New York is a mess. It's a mess. Well, it's an it's an easy answer. Um, certain communities are taught that the Republican Party represents the boogeyman, that uh, that benefits are going to be cut, that taxes uh, are going to benefit the wealthy. My point is, with the way things are going, it, 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 you might as well, and President Trump was the first one that made this point when he said, you know, vote for me, what do you have to lose? That That's where we are right now. That's where we right. are right now. I mean, you have I, these. Go ahead. I, I apologize. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. All I can add is if, God forbid, we have another Hochul and Democrat take over in New York, a lot more New Yorkers are going to end up have to, having to move out to Florida somewhere where it's Republicans. You, you can't live in a city like this anymore. I mean, it's, ins- it's insanity. Mm-hmm. It really is. Well, so. it, 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 it is sad. And I, I just feel um, I grew up in the city and I love the city, but this is not the city. This is not the same city. But I, I do thank you uh, for the telephone call. Let's go to Reno, Nevada. Let's say good morning to John. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. The, pro- the problem we have is certain of these communities that are taught that the police are the boogeyman, uh, that has historically happened in those communities. But what makes it worse today is in the schools, and in the media, those perceptions are reinforced. And that reinforcement by the institutions of the media in the schools pushes it over the edge. And that has created this situation. Uh, those institutions need to back off and be more supportive of the police. But, but see, John, I, I, I see it a little differently than you do. I, I hear what you're saying. I respect what you're saying. But here's what I see. Here's what I see. George George Floyd, uh, who was not a Boy Scout, George Floyd loses his life, and it's it's a game changer. And the only narrative that the media wanted to hear was that Black Lives Matter is positive, the police are bad, and anything the police tell you, don't believe it. Believe anything the criminal tells you, just don't believe the police. So that was the narrative for a few years. Black Lives Matter pulls in $100 million. Nobody is investigated. All of these brand-new homes, and it, 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 mean, it, it, it must be nice, but, but that's another show for another day. And that started this tide. And so then so we have the media saying, don't believe the police, believe the criminal. Black Lives Matter. Then you have district attorneys running on the platform. Black Lives Matter. I'm with the community. I'm not with the police. 
And now we're in a situation where those district attorneys have been elected and you you have some members of the community, notice I'm saying some, not all, some, where you can't cut these people a break. Because if you do, the result is what we're seeing on the street each and every day, John. Yeah, I tell you, Dominic, George Floyd was unfortunate. Um, you know, he ripped off the Muslim cashier, then he resisted arrest, and the cops went over and beyond and they ended up killing him. But George Floyd went out of his way to ruin his day. Um, you know, it's sad, but uh, he went out of his way to ruin his day. And it's sad that this blew up into what it did. Um, there's plenty of cases where the cops are overly aggressive with an innocent person or with somebody that didn't do anything wrong. But the George Floyd case was something where he largely brought this on himself. Well, I, I I hear you, John. You know, it's it's tragic um, what happened. But, uh, for example, let me give you a case that, that is a bit more, not as murky, that's a bit more clear cut as far as I'm concerned. Thank you for the call, John. The case in, um, in Minneapolis uh, with Dante Wright. I, I, I think about the police officer, officer that's in jail right now. Nobody wants to accept the fact that the adrenaline was, I keep saying, folks, this is not Hollywood. You know, in a situation like that, Kim Wright, the officer, you know, she doesn't get, get the time to say, oh, well, even though she had training, let me now reach for my taser and make sure that I have my taser. She believes that the other officer might be in danger. She reaches, she panics, boom. The young man is uh, is killed, unfortunately, but nobody wants to focus on the fact that his actions provoked that uh, entire uh, situation. But we see all of your calls from Palm Beach, Florida, to Staten Island, the Bronx, Astoria, Brooklyn, New Jersey, we are going to take a break. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77, WABC. When we come back, more of your telephone calls. Talk Radio 77, WABC. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back on this Monday morning. Good morning to you. Bottom line, folks, if we don't have law and order, if we don't have law and order, this is what happens. The situation in Los Angeles. I didn't even know what a flash mob was. Flash mob of a few dozen people storming into a 7-Eleven after they blocked the street off with their cars and they're looting the store. And they think it's funny. They think it's funny. Then we have the situation of New York City police officers in Brooklyn. This one man upset that he's going to get a ticket for operating an e-bike calls these officers every type of N-word you can think of 
and every type of derogatory term you could think of for a female officer who happens to be Latino. This is what happens if you don't have law and order. This is what happens when progressives take over. Now, nobody's watching the store, and we're all paying dearly, dearly. Palm Beach, Florida. Corey, good morning. What's on your mind? Hey, Tom. It's always a pleasure and honor to talk to you. Thank you. Go right ahead, please. Straight down the middle. Uh, If we don't have law and order, then eventually what's going to happen is vigilanteism. And I think this is what you were thinking that you were going to say, but people taking the law into their own hands and acting out against these people. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, Corey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you right now. I, I can only imagine. Dr. King has to be turning over in his grave. If you look at that, if you look at that video out of the store in Los Angeles, I have never seen anything like that before in my life. And they thought it was funny. And they got a district attorney talking about, let's cut back on three strikes and you're out. I agree. Make it two strikes and you're out. That's the way it should be. It shouldn't be more lenient. But, Corey, I I do appreciate your call. Thank you from Palm Beach, Florida. Let's go to Michael, our friend Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. Yeah. For the first time, I totally agree with the super crazy liberals. Defund the police. Get rid of them. Let's see what the police have done. Let's see. We had the two cops in the park where the guy dumped a bucket of water on the cop's head. He didn't even turn around. He just kept walking to his police car. His pal, the cop that was with him, didn't do anything, didn't say a word. He went with him into the police car. Then we had the, the male cop who was having his head bashed into the concrete, and his female partner was screaming, get off of him, get off of him, get off of him, get off off of him, get off of him. Then we had that female lieutenant, as you remember, who was working off the job as a security guard, and the guy hit her so hard, he lifted her off the ground. They're useless. Get rid of them. Now, what do we do in place? You can now get a gun and carry it. The only problem is you can't cross state lines. When I'm home in New Jersey, my gun is on my side. I go out to get my mail, and that gun is with me. The only thing I hate is my I, my wife says, no, no, you cannot cross state lines. Leave the gun in the house when you go into New York. They should make it where a gun license is like a car license. Once you have it, you can go to any of the 50 states. Trump may have done that had he been reelected. But for the people in New York, there's no reason for you to live in fear. Go out, get yourself a gun license. It's not hard. And now you can carry it. And if some low-life animal starts up with you, he tries to mug you or carjack you, take it out, put at least four bullets into his head. Wait, 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 Michael. Wait, 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 wait. You're getting getting borderline crazy with this now. No, no. This is the only thing that's going to stop it. The police are useless. 
it's not it's not their own shadow michael it's not scared that they shouldn't be sued shouldn't be locked up michael 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 let me ask you a question friend so would would you put would, would you do something to put your house on the line your mortgage on the line your kids wait let me finish your kids college fund on the line isn't it already enough that police officers got to deal with these animals every day and but now and now but wait, wait wait just being on the job you got to deal with them if you get a radio call you have to respond so they're yeah. dealing with them they're not. They're, look what happened. The guy dumped a bucket of water on the cop's head. Right. Okay. Okay. So Michael, so, Michael, wait, cop- wait, wait, Michael, Mike, so what would you have done if you were that officer? If I was, if I was him, if I was his partner. Okay. I what was, would you do? Are you crazy? Okay. Wait, Michael, please, bucket, Michael, would have, Michael, would tell him. me, tell me what you would do. Okay. I would immediately say, pal, you're under arrest. Of course, he's going to put up a fight. First of all, the telescoping nightstick that okay. they give to okay. these cops. Okay, wait, Michael, Michael, he's Michael, 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 how do you know the desk sergeant at the morning roll call didn't tell all the officers don't bring any weaker in, bring in any weak arrests? They better yes. be major arrests. You he don't know assault- what instructions those officers were given. No, he assaulted me. That's not a weak arrest. No, that, in your opinion, we don't know what the desk sergeant may have said. No, I would ask the desk sergeant, you mean if I'm assaulted, if I am attacked, I'm not supposed to do anything? Is that what you're telling me, sir? No sergeant is going to say yes. If you're attacked, let them smash your head into the concrete, let them dump a bucket of water on your head, and just walk away. Okay, I would tell okay. the sergeant uh, to kiss the part of my uh, body. But, but Michael, let's see sunlight. Okay. I go to the beach. All right, I, I got it, Michael. Thank you. But, but what I'm trying to get you to understand, and, and folks, you have to be realistic with this. So they leave the morning roll call, the afternoon roll call, and you're assigned the projects. Right? Which is where those officers were when the water was thrown on them. It's a sensitive situation to begin with. Any little spark can start a a full-scale riot. Now, the reason why I asked you that question, Michael, is because I don't know what I would have done if I were those officers, but there's no way I just would have gotten in the car and went back to the station house. And so... You know, you turn around and you go arrest someone. You put them in cuffs that you thought threw the water on you. And then what happens when one police plaza it has internal affairs questioning you and questioning how you handled this situation? So I guess for the officers, it's just easier. Just just let it go. But unfortunately, letting it go is what has us uh, at this point. And you know what, folks? I didn't even give you the full doom and gloom about all the incidents that have happened in New York over the last uh, couple of days. For example, and I didn't get to the migrants yet, right? An event at a New York City hospital for health care, food, and free phones. For health care, food, and free phones. I understand the humanitarian aspect of this. I really do. But who ultimately foots the bill? You come here illegally, you get shelter, health care, food, even ice cream, and free phones. Do you think 
that's going to deter the hundreds of thousands of other migrants from attempting to make it here? Because they, too, want free health care, food, ice cream, and cell phones. Why not? If America's going to pay for it all, why not? I hope you can hear the sarcasm in in my voice. What the city of New York and Washington, D.C. are doing in handling these situations is completely counterproductive. So we started out with hotels for 600 migrants. Now the city comes forth and says 5,000. So what's, what's going to happen when Abbott puts, and there's been 8,000 migrants to New York City and D.C. thus far, what happens when Governor Abbott puts 20,000 on, on buses coming to New York? At some point, financially, you're not going to be able to afford to keep this up. And I get it. You want to look great in public relations. But what about the citizens, the New Yorkers that are already here that need services? First, America first. And then I'm going right back to your telephone calls. I, I Like I said, I didn't go through all of the uh, doom and gloom. A 64-year-old man was beaten with a rock in a brutal attack on a Brooklyn subway platform while on his way home from work this weekend. He was riding the Q train from his security guard job in lower Manhattan just before 1 a.m. Saturday when he was randomly attacked. He noticed his alleged uh, attacker mumbling loudly and pacing aboard the train. When the train pulled into the Avenue H station, The victim said the shirtless suspect got off and started arguing with him. Then the suspect jumped onto the tracks. The mentally ill man grabbed a rock, pulled himself back up up onto the platform, and beat the man in the head with the rock, causing him to lose consciousness. I'll have more in the Chronicles of Dominic Carter in uh, in just a second, but let's go let's go back to your telephone calls, Colleen and Queens. Good morning and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Uh, hi, Dominic. Uh, I'm a big fan of yours because of the way you speak and how you listen with great skill. And Thank I'm you. not throwing that around. You listen with acute ability, and you don't react you create. But let me get to my point. Okay. I am very concerned about, you know, the Columbine effect that we know started with those kids, those guys in Ohio. And after that, it's been one after the other. I'm concerned that that's the direction that this could go in. And we have to be on, well, you know that everybody knows we have to change the situation. Obviously, yes. but that's yes. what you understand when I mean the Columbine effect yes. is incredible when you think about it. It is, Colleen. Uh, well, thank you for the comment and thank you for the call. And it is incredible and it's getting worse. It's not getting better. It will continue to get worse until these progressive, phony politicians are shown the door. This will continue to happen. And the first time that there is um, a, a, a 
Bernie gets in effect, or we'll, we'll hear from those prosecutors then because they'll want to throw the book at, at the individual. But anybody else, Colleen, thank you for the call, and you have a wonderful morning. Anybody else, you're on, you're on your own. I mean, it's it's uh, folks. If you don't hear anything else I've said during the course of this hour, and coming up, by the way, at one a.m., Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. If you don't hear anything else I've said this morning, hear this: the problem is getting worse, not better. And I, I don't see. Anyone stepping up, and that's why I'm giving Hoku credit, because she said, you know what? No, no, no. On this one, he's on lifetime parole. Lock him up. The district attorney should have advised parole of that. Yes, we're lowering the charges regarding the man in the Bronx that punched, sucker punched the other man. We're lowering the charges, but he's on lifetime parole. He violated his parole. Lock him up. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We will be right back with more of your telephone calls. WABC. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Folks, a man sucker punched a 34-year-old Columbia native and an elderly Asian woman in Central Park. An unhinged man ran amok, amok, that is, in the park, sucker punching the 34-year-old native in the face from Columbia, then knocking over an 83-year-old Asian woman while making his getaway unprovoked attack. It seems like it's happening more and more and more and more. And, of course, there's also the shoplifting. There's also the shoplifting in which a pair trying to steal merchandise from a Bronx dollar store was caught on video putting a 23-year-old female worker in a chokehold. And this is the third violent robbery at the shop in less than a year. The woman says, I was physically assaulted in front of people and I had to defend myself in front of kids that she's scared to come back to work. She lives in Westchester County, and the two people uh, know who she is. Now, this happened at the uh, Family Dollar Store on Webster Avenue near East 168th Street, right? So, and, and according to the worker, she stopped them from getting away with about $400 worth of goods. So I remember the days when, for that neighborhood, they were screaming that they can't get quality stores to open in the community, right? So now you have a dollar store opening in the community, trying to service the community. Of course, it's a business, and this is what's happening at a family dollar store. This is what's happening. And you you just can't say police, police, because police can't be everywhere. And what does it matter if the police lock them up And a judge lets them out an hour later. What does it really matter? Larry in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
Yeah, Dominic, how you doing? Good, Listen, good. Um, I want to tell you something. You know, this this Jose Alba case. Yes. We we think that it came and went away, but it didn't really go away. Let me tell you why. Because what eventually is going to happen, you see, Jose Alba caught a very big lucky break. Not only was the video help him out, but he had Fernando Ferrer. Mateo, 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 oh, Mateo, Mateo. I'm sorry. Anyway, what's going to happen in the future is some thug is going to do the same thing you just recited, okay, and, and, and try to walk out with a whole bunch of things and grab somebody by the neck, and some good Samaritan is going to come and put a knife in him. Could be a pen knife, could be a big knife, could be a screwdriver, okay? And guess what? He's not going to be a bodega worker. And good old Alvin Bragg is going to charge that guy with murder or or a very serious assault charge if the guy lives. Okay? We're not – innocent people – it's not only the guilty are going free. Innocent people are in danger because there's a corollary. When you let the murderers out, you're going to prosecute the innocent. That's the way the society is going. Hmm. Hmm. And, and, and this bodes very dangerously – for all of New Yorkers, and I, I just think it's uh, – we can't – you know, it's the, if even if we wanted to resort to vigilantism, which I think we should, I think we should, I think what, ha- what we should do is they should have people who are black belts in karate following potential perps. And as soon as one strikes, you give them a smack so hard, you knock them out cold, and you disappear. Nobody will catch you. And it will send shockwaves through the city, just like that, those movies, Death Wish. We're living in Hollywood times. And the movies are becoming reality. Death Wish by Charles Bronson, this is the reality today. Hmm. Well, Larry, I thank you for the call. Um, and I hear you when you say it's reality. But, of course, you can't follow people around uh, are waiting for them to do something wrong because that's profiling. And then the lawyers will be in court immediately, because yet again, uh, the criminals have all the rights while we suffer. And on the issue of immigration, I get it. I understand the humanitarian aspect of this. And I used this example the other day. So if you are, if you just happen to be a woman, and let's just say you're three months pregnant, right? Wouldn't it be in your best interest to try and make it to New York? And how many of these pregnant women or migrants in general are we going to be able to accommodate? Notice the word that I used, accommodate, where we're paying for it. I don't know about you folks, but I can't go get a free cell phone somewhere. I can't go get free ice cream. And free health care, forget it. Simply for violating the law and entering somebody else's country? And and you're going to acknowledge them and honor them in this type of way? What happens when the numbers become overwhelming? And they will. They will. Let's go to our friend Stan in Forest Hills. Good morning, Stan. Hi, how are you? Good, good. I hope you're well. Okay. Uh, those Republican talking points keep coming in, Dominic Carter. 
Just keep coming in. The so, okay, okay, so wait, 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 so, wait, 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 wait. So, Stan, it can't be that I'm telling you how I honestly see the situation. Well, that's how it's, you it's honestly got, it's see the situation. Be... I know that. Okay, all right, so go ahead. Carter, okay, yeah. so go ahead. Uh, this is all local problems. We know it. First of all, as far as I'm concerned, I have the answer to it. And so which problem are you well, referring to? Well, the crime with the group. The crime. And everything. Okay. I want to bring in the national. I want to declare martial law. That, that's, say, not, that's not going to happen. Well, that you, is, no. You that know that's not going to happen. Because if that happens, Eric Adams looks weak. And then he can't. And, can and, and then, wait, listen. And then he can't run for president. I know you need the governor. Okay, so I don't care about whether he runs for president. Okay, so but, but listen, listen, Stan. So Kathy Hochul is what? Um, uh, this is a, she's what for three months from possibly being elected in her own right, and you think she's going to rock things and bring in the national guard? Just a minute. If I'm told, let's go for example back to California with that situation, which is terrible. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's a situation where, uh, first of all, I'm sorry to say this, D, but the police ain't doing nothing. Okay, and they're there. They're late. They can't get there. They don't want to get involved. In essence, the police have basically across the country surrendered the situation. No, it sounds it's like not it the police. Me. It's the district attorney. Well, forget the DA. The politi- We're talking about people who go on to the thing. Okay, stand, stand. So, so you and I are partners. We're on the job. We're detectives, right? And and let's say it something happens a mile from us, just a mile from us. It's going to take us ten minutes to get there, right? Five to ten minutes. They're gone in that five to ten minutes. And then how how could we be blamed? We're not the ones acting like animals. In the country at the moment, can't handle anything at this stage. And obviously, of course, what you're talking about, the, the bail law. So what is the next step, which is the most obvious step? Declare martial law in many of these areas. Bring in troops. Now, the California governor, what's his name? I forgot his name. Uh, Newsom? Newsom, I think he has his name, yeah. Uh, would he do it? I don't know. If things got like this every day, he of would have Of course he's to not going to do it. Well, that's gonna the only – Dominic, a cop here and there, two cops, like you said, what they what they did to those two cops, called them names and everything. The poli- police uh, are at a disadvantage at this moment. So, totally so at, hey, Stan, so how about this? Just lock them up and leave them there for a little I'm while. for that too, but they're not going to do that too. I mean the laws are not going to change. You want to stop it? Get this – do, don't put money into the districts where the speaker and the uh, and the uh, S- Senate majority leader of New York have to take their money away from their district. Maybe hurt them that way. Otherwise, you have to bring in troops. Okay, in Chicago, you got to do. It. And I'm a Democrat. Bring it's gone past the situation. The police cannot handle these problems. It's just obvious anymore. Hey, so Stan, bring in the troops. Stan, let, let me ask, let it. me ask you a question. Sure, I'm, and I'm going to I'm going to flip this here. Um, and and I'm asking you this question in a in a serious way. So what's the point of having a black mayor? What does that have to do with anything? It has a lot to do with it. I, to me, it has nothing to do it with it. It has a lot to do with it. All right, it. go ahead. What's, because, what's your and question? what it has to do with it is that this goes back to even Dinkins. Black mayors, their hands are tied. They don't want to offend their base. Their base. They look the other way with the well, crime. Well, has uh, you know what? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Maybe you, can, you have a better memory than me. Has any white mayors ever brought in troops or declared martial law? I would say. It, it's so, happened. I think, I think Frank Russo. 
in Philadelphia right. did. Right. Am I wrong about right. that? No, I, I, I believe you're correct. Uh, I, again, I'm guessing. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not being honest. I, you but, know, I, I'm just, I, I figured you're, considering you're a diehard liberal, that I could put that question to you. About because some nights stand when I like when I'm driving home, that's what I'm going to be thinking about. What's the point of having the mayor that they have in Chicago when people that look like her are dying like flies every single day and little babies? And she's running around talking about she won't interview with, with white reporters. What, what's the to, point? What's the point of having her? I would like to see the Congressional Black Caucus address this issue. They don't. They're silent. I mean, I never hear it nationally say, you know, we have a problem with our people in these cities. And I never hear that from them at stop, all. Stop the presses. Stan just said something that I know is is on point. Wow. Stan. No, it's true. I mean, I've never heard them. I've listened to them a hundred times talking about this and that. And I say to them, does anybody want to talk about crime in the city? They, they, whine, group, they, they, whine, they whine about racism. But but but, but they but they don't want to talk about the flip side of that. Stan, I, I've got to move on. But thank you, man, for the uh, call. Let's go to Junior on Staten Island. Good morning, Junior. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Uh, thanks for thanks for taking my call, sir. And um, uh, also thanks for putting up with my mild case of Parkinson. Okay, but okay. I'm just short on time, so you you got to go ahead, Junior. Please. Okay, I apologize. It's okay. Uh, but that being said, if you feel the need to rip into me, I no, can no, take I'm it. not. But I, Junior, I just need you to make your your comment because I have to move on. Please go ahead. I want to thank God for you being in the middle. I want to thank God for Stan, who's always right, and uh, I want to thank God for Liz Cheney. She's had a calling to save our democracy. And whether that be running for the Republican nomination, and I'm a Democrat, uh, Dominic, but I would vote for DeSantos, Pence, Cheney, anybody. I'm just a never Trump guy. Okay. And uh, well, I hope you don't have. I hope you don't have to rip into me. No, I I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't rip into anybody. I thank you for the call. I do have to move on. I wish you the best, and I wish you the best with your health. I wish you had called a little earlier where we could spend a little more time on your call. Joining me right now, and we're going to try and get to a couple more calls before the top of the hour, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to Hello, you, sir. Hello, Dominic. How was your weekend? Uh, weekend. Uh-huh. What's that, right? <laughs> I heard you did a lot of wood chopping this weekend. I did. I did. Um, I had the uh, a trunk or whatever you call it. It was cut mm-hmm. by by my neighbor. And then I finally realized that if you put the piece into the crack, then you can pretend you're a lumberjack. <laughs> and boom, and boom. So I cut like I cut like a good ten pieces, cool. and now nice. my neck is killing me. I can imagine. How was your weekend? Uh, good, 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 good. Got to uh, spend some time with uh, with family and friends. Had a great time, but it's great to be back. Nothing like being on the radio, as you know. So what do you have coming up this All morning? right. We've got a lot of fun stuff. I have some fun stories that I'm going to share with people. We have uh, commendations, as we do each and every Monday. And then uh, my friend Mike Porcelli is going to be here. He's a master mechanic, and he's been on sort of a one-man mission to further the cause of trade education. He's been trying to get society and educational institutions to de-emphasize that everybody should go to college 
and tell people about the kind of careers and the really good salaries that are out there for people that want to learn a trade. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, mechanics and tradesmen and craftsmanship and things like that. So looking forward to it. It sound, sounds great. So I should have met him maybe uh, 30 years ago. I think you did okay. <laughs> Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, is coming up. Um, I, you know what, Frank? I want to go to a call, but we really don't have time. What do you think? You think we can no, squeeze no, one no. in? No, no, no. Have them. They, they can call me if they have okay, something they so, want to get so, off their so, chest. So that's what we'll do. If there's something that you want to get off your chest, Monday morning here, Frank Morano, I'm passing the baton to him. Here, take that. <laughs> I accept. Frank now has the baton. You want to keep it right there, folks. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Must listen to radio i listen to them all the time and i will be back again tomorrow same time same station talk radio 77 w a b c